Welcome to Top 100 Fairy Tales You, Your Pets, Your Kids and You Should Listen To Recording by Nubrosta The Arabian Nights In the chronicles of ancient dynasty of the Sassanidae who reigned for about 400 years from Persia to borders of China beyond the great river Kangs itself we read the praises of one of the kings of this race who was said to be the best monarch of this time. His subject loved him, and his neighbors feared him, and when he died, he left his kingdom in a more prosperous and powerful condition than any king had done before him. The two sons who survived him loved each other tenderly, and it was a real grief to the elder, Shahriar, that the laws of the empire forbade him to share his dominions with his brother Shah, Shah Zeman. Indeed, after ten years, during which the state of things had not ceased to trouble him, Shahriar cut off the country of the great Tartary from the Persian empire and made his brother king. Now, the Sultan Shahriar had a wife whom he loved more than all the world, and his greatest happiness was to surround her with splendor and to give her the finest dresses and the most beautiful jewels. It was therefore with the deepest shame and sorrow that his accidental discovered after several years that she had deceived him completely, and her whole conduct turned out to have been so bad that he felt himself obliged to carry out the law of the land and order the Grand Vizier to put her to death. The blow was so heavy that his mind almost gave away, and he declared that he was quite sure that at the bottom all woman as wicked as the Sultana, if he could only find them out, and there the deeper the world contained the better. So every evening he married a fresh wife, and had her strangled the following morning before the Grand Vizier, whose duty it was to provide this unhappy bride for the Sultan. The poor man fulfilled his task with reluctance, but there was no escape, and every day saw a girl married and a wife dead. This behavior caused the greatest horror in the town, wherein nothing was heard but cries and lamentings. In one house was a father weeping for the loss of his daughter, in another perhaps a mother trembling for the fate of her child, and instead of the blessing that had formerly had heaped on the sultan's head, the air was now full of curses. The grand vizier himself was the father of two daughters, of whom the elder was called the Scheherazade, and the younger Dinerzade. Dinerzade has no particular gifts to distinguish her from other girls, but her sister was clever and courageous in his highest degree. Her father had given her the best masters in philosophy, medicine, history, and the fine arts. And besides all this, her beauty excelled that eye of any girl in the kingdom of Persia. One day, when the grand vizier was talking to his eldest daughter, who was delight and pride, Scheherazade said to him, Father, I have a favor to ask of you. Will you grant it to me? I can refuse nothing, replied he. That is just and reasonable. Then listen, said the Scheherazade. I am determined to stop this barbarous practice of the sultans and to deliver the girls and mothers from the awful fate 
that hands over them. It would be an excellent thing to do, returned the Grand Vizier. But how do you propose to accomplish it? My father, answered Scheherazade, it's you who have to provide the Sultan's daily with a fresh wife, and I am imploring you, by all the affection you bear me, to allow the honor to fall upon me. Have you lost your senses? cried the Grand Vizier, starting back in horror. What has put such a thing into your head? You ought to know by this time what it means to be the Sultan's bride. Yes, my father, I know it well, replied she, and I am not afraid to think of it. If I fail, my death will be a glorious one, and if I succeed, I shall have done a great service to my country. It's of no use, then the Grand Vizier, I shall never consent. If the Sultan's was to order me to plunge a dagger in your heart, I should have to hobby. What a task for a father! Oh, if you do not fear death, fear at any rate that anguish you would cause me. Once again, my father, said Scheherazade, will you grant me what I ask? What are you still so absentate? exclaimed the Grand Vizier. Why are you so resolved upon of your moral ruin? But the maiden absolutely refused to attend her father's words, and at length, in despair, the Grand Vizier was obliged to give away, and went sadly to the palace to tell the Sultan that the following evening he would bring him Scheherazade. The Sultan received this news with the greatest astonishment. How have you made up your mind, he asked, to sacrifice your own daughter to me? Sir, answered the Grand Vizier, it is her own wish. Even the sad fate that awaits her could not hold her back. Let there be no mistake, Vizier, said the Sultan. Remember, you will have to take her life yourself. If you refuse, I swear that your head shall pay for fight. Sir, returned the Vizier, whatever the cost, I will lobby you. Though a father, I am also your subject. So the Sultan told the Grand Vizier he might bring his daughter as soon as he liked. The Vizier took back this news to Scheherazade, who received it as what had been the most pleasant thing in the world. She thanked her father warmly for yielding for her wishes, and seeing him still bowed down with grief, told him that she hoped he would never repent, having allowed her to marry the Sultan. Then she went to prepare herself for the marriage, and begged that her sister Dinarzade should be sent for to speak to her. When they were alone, Scheherazade addressed her thus. My dear sister, I want your help in a very important affair. My father is going to take me to the palace to celebrate my marriage with the Sultan. When his highness receives me, I shall beg him as a last favor to let you sleep in our chamber so that I may have your company during the last night I am alive. If, as I hope, he grants me my wish, be sure that you wake me an hour before the dawn and speak to me in these words. My sister, if you are not asleep, I beg you before the sun rises to tell me one of your charming stories. Then I shall begin, and I hope by this means to deliver the people from the terror that reigns over them. Dinarzade replied that she would do with pleasure what her sister wished. When the usual hour arrived, the Grand Vizier conducted the Scheherazade to the palace, 
and left her alone with the sultan, who bade her raise her veil and was amazed at her beauty. But seeing her eyes full of tears, he asked what was the matter. Seer, replied Scheherazade, I have a sister who loves me as tenderly as I love her. Grant me the favor of allowing her to sleep this night in the same room, as it is the last we shall be together. Shahreir consented to Shahrazade petition, and Dinarzade was sent for. An hour before daybreak, Dinarzade awoke and exclaimed as she had promised, My dear sister, if you are not asleep, tell me, I pray you, before the sun rises, one of your charming stories. It's the last time that I shall have the pleasure of hearing you. Shahrazade did not answer her sister, but turned to the sultan. Will your highness permit me to, to do so as my sister asked? said him. Willingly, he answered. So, Shahrazade began. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, leave a like, 